Hey everyone, welcome back to the Journey Podcast. In this episode, I had the chance to talk to my friend Armand, and this was a really fun episode. It was just me basically just hanging out with my friend, and we were just kicking it, talking about a bunch of topics, and I was just venting about the issues that I have in my life. And overall, it was just like a super fun conversation, and I hope you enjoy it. Yo, Armin, thank you for coming back on the show, man. You're the first. Hey, man. <laughs> you're the first guest to come back. Hell yeah! I'm, hey, man, it's good to be back. I love the, I love the general ambiance of the show. So. Yeah, I like to keep it chill. <laughs> mhm. Mhm. I mean, I I might be one of the more chill guests, one of the least academically inclined guests, I think. <laughs> Nah, dude, you're you're getting your masters. Come on, dog. <laughs> Bruh, you're in stuff. academia. Uh, but but you are you are a chill dude to like listen oh. to too. I think after uh after our last episode, which was like maybe a couple months ago, three months ago now, mm-hmm. so it was back in May because you were like one of the earlier guests. Your episode three, I think. I'm oh sorry. no, episode two. So you were the second episode, yeah. Hey. Yeah, and then um after that. Like a lot of people were like, "Yeah, dude, your your voice is apparently very ASMR." <laughs> My voice? Oh, shit. yeah, your voice. So, well, thanks. Uh, wait, May? So it's been what four or five months since then? Yo, my all concepts of time disappeared mm. when I was like seventeen. <laughs> <laughs> like, like most of the time, I'm wandering through my days, like looking around. Like, is it two o'clock in the morning? Is it? Is it four in the evening now? But why do you think that is? Um, honestly, I think it might be because of like my Caribbean background. Like time is not mm-hmm. the same everywhere. Like with my family and stuff, even people say that they're gonna show up at like six thirty. They'll show up at eight or whatever. Like or time the- is a lot less important mm-hmm. for me. And then like growing up around that environment, I just I guess I just went to the extreme with it. Where it's just like well. If I don't really have anything important to do, why am I why am I keeping track of all this stuff? Like that was a real big problem I had uh, in parts of my undergrad where I would just completely miss deadlines because yeah, I could imagine I me. wouldn't be paying attention. Uh, and luckily, it never really got in the way because I had some relatively understanding professors and stuff like that. But I, I don't recommend it for any anyone currently in school. Like. I was yeah. late on my very first assignment in my master's, like <laughs> handing it in. <laughs> but whatever, it doesn't, doesn't really matter. It's done, Man, it's done, it's in. It's who you are. You got to embrace. No, I mean like. No, you know, no I got to <laughs> fix this shit. Like, <laughs> don't encourage me, dude. I mean like pros and cons, right? Like on one mm. side of the coin, like you're less stressed out, I guess, because like you, if you always have, because I'm, I'm similar in the way that I've, I've had like, naturally i have horrible uh time management skills you know mm-hmm. and it's because like well it's because of the person that i am <laughs> <laughs> but like i find i found that over the past couple of years i tried my best to like schedule things but mm-hmm. like for me like if there is an urgency to the thing i always procrastinate on it like i'm writing these applications now for med school and they're due in like a couple of weeks mm-hmm. but I am, I'm just like taking my sweet time, you know, and just like watching basketball and like learning, like, I don't know. I've been, I played chess for like three hours yesterday. You oh, know? say word. Yeah. And I was like, why did I do that? <laughs> like, I mean, you, you enjoy chess. You're like, I do. Yeah. But I was really like, good at it. 
I'm getting better for sure. I broke uh, 1,200 recently. Oh, nice! Congratulations. Uh, so. Thank you, man. Yeah, it's been it's been a long ride of like just eating the humble pie for five years or whatever, like, and finally like making some ground, which is hopeful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think for me, going back to time, mm-hmm. I think for me, I've been feeling that, but for me, I think it's just like since March when I left Waterloo, this, uh, mm-hmm. I call it the COVID era, right? The COVID like, era. The before times. <laughs> before times. Yeah. Like before Corona. but like right now it feels like my days and nights are kind of blending in and i've heard a lot of people talk about this because you know uh, we graduated uh, in in june and then i've heard a lot of people talk about like people that have already graduated before they talk about this post-graduation like blues or whatever right Mm -hmm. and it kind of is true like i'm like i wake up every morning i'm like what is my purpose today (laughs) you know yeah i think that's the biggest thing like having a a purpose really defined outlines like a framework in your life Uh, so like if you're not waking up every day to do something then most people let go completely of any type of schedule Um, that's kind of like the case for me i think uh mm -hmm. personally because i've i've only been in school since like you know my my entire life i've been in school i guess uh until now so this is the first provisional existence that i've encountered (laughs) you know (laughs) it's scary dude you're uh you're out in the ocean it's kind of it's like that Pablo Escobar meme from Narcos, where he's like walking around the house with his hand behind his back, and just like you know, you know that one where it's like he's just uh, like has nothing to do all day. <laughs> like that's what I've been feeling like. Well, it's, I mean, you just finished studying for your MCAT, so I guess now you're back. You're back in this little oasis kind of mm-hmm. drifting kind of state. But from what from what we were talking about a little bit before this. Mm-hmm. Uh, your intention isn't to stay here, which is good. That is true, yeah. Yeah, like, I think too often we get complacent. Like, it's so easy to be complacent. It's hard to to put in work and and shit like that every day. Nobody wants to do it. No, not at all. But somebody's got to show up at work and make sure the lights turn on for everyone else, right? I think it's important also to have, um, like, distal vision where you're you're able to see things like 15 to 25 years from now maybe right and like mm-hmm. to see where you want to get your life to and right now for a lot of us given the circumstances of corona and the circumstances of our education and everything else and where we are in life we are, we should be very grateful for the for the opportunities that are coming up and the opportunities that are presented to us mm-hmm. at the same time it's like at least for me i feel like now you know every 5 years or so it's like you go through like this existential crisis maybe right like five like, years <laughs> bro you've been having midlife crises since you were 15 <laughs> i guess yeah like more or less right like you're like 20 you're like ah like you know or whatever mm-hmm. or like you know different stages of your life because now like that undergrad me is dead it's buried right it's gone like even when i look at pictures i'm like oh that was a long time ago yeah you know? so now i'm like okay so i'm 22 you know going on 23 mm-hmm. and it's like yes we still have the you know um opportunities of time you know that are ahead of us because we have that you know we have the time on our side being young mm-hmm. uh, at the same time it's important to use that time wisely you know like they say like take it easy but take it <laughs> you know take it easy but take it yeah I, I dig that i dig that i like that a lot actually might get that shit tattooed across my forehead or something 
Yeah, do it, man. Pull up. <laughs> <laughs> do what you must, man. Whatever, whatever reminders you need, you know. It's a constant reminder. I was telling, I was telling a couple of my friends yesterday that I want to get like uh, Drake's dropping a new album, Certified Lover Boy. A, this is a plug for him, by the way. So I hope he sponsors this shit. But uh, <laughs> I hope so too, man. I can use, <laughs> I can use the money. He's right releasing now. a bunch of merchandise with it, and some of this stuff has like uh, lipstick kisses on it. Okay, okay. I was thinking about maybe getting one of those tats just like on my neck or something. Damn, but dude. I was promptly shut down and, and told that this was a stupid idea. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I feel like I had this idea way before Drake decided to put this shit on his merch. Yeah. But it's a hey, lifestyle, man. bro. It's a lifestyle. <laughs> it's probably like, you should stop, like, you know, giving all your ideas for free, too. That's what you should stop doing. <laughs> <you know? laughs> hey. Nah. You're right. You're right. If I'm trying to, if I'm. If I'm gonna have any hope of breaking out of this nine to five hell that I <laughs> am trying to avoid in these next ten to fifteen years, like you were talking about, yeah, then uh, talking's not really gonna get me too far. I mean, not m- mindlessly talking, right? Like I gotta have a plan. I gotta have some kind of. Uh... I think even the first step right now, it's kind of difficult for me to just have that uh, introspection. And being able to just sit down and just like write. Like writing is actually, okay, writing, mm-hmm. s- starting to write takes a lot of energy, you know? Yes. To just actually, like, I don't know, the process of it is, is different for everyone. Mm-hmm. And like, obviously good, good writing takes a long time. Or maybe it takes like a different touch than just like writing whatever comes to your mind. And like, you mm-hmm. know, polishing that product takes a while. But even like getting off, like the at st- step one is kind of, been uh difficult for me it's been a lot of resistance towards just that first step you know like opening up that word processor and just typing whatever comes to my mind you know? there's always going to be resistance your whole life like you're gonna if you start writing today once we mm-hmm. finish this this little podcast mm-hmm. and you and you get down i don't know 500 words in 15 years there's still going to be resistance to you that's crazy. Getting those man. words down. Yeah, yeah. But then you'll have more confidence mm-hmm. in yourself knowing that you can you can do it, that you can overcome the resistance. Right now, I know that you can overcome the resistance. Um, it's really a matter of you knowing that you can do it. Of you sitting down and being like, okay, I have to get this done. A couple weeks ago, actually, on this mm-hmm. topic, I started waking up uh, pretty early in the morning just to have more time for myself. You know, school starting everything. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't want to fall into my old habits where I would be reading all day, working all day, right? Like I, I didn't but have those habits didn't like serve you properly. No, no, not really. Like mm-hmm. my grades were pff, mediocre. They were good. They're okay. Um, but like clearly my mental health took a, a hit for it. And, and right. I'm not saying that it was all negative. Like I'm a stronger beast now today than I was yeah, because yeah. of that. But anyway, so I started waking up a little bit earlier just to have some more time. Uh, and a part of that process was actually just making sure that I got 500 words of writing down. Every single day. Every single day. Every single day. It's been two oh, weeks. Damn. Every single it literally, day. Literally, it's, a, it's, a, it's just a stream of thought. It's useless, unproductive writing. But I have proven to myself at least that I can do it. I don't have a goal here. And I think that's the next step to you know, start formalizing what it is I'm trying to get out. 
I think also like goals in general can be limiting in the sense mm-hmm. that like a lot of people, like you set a goal and then you achieve mm-hmm. it. And after that, you just kind of let go of all those habits, right? Like for example, mm-hmm. while I was studying for this MCAT, I was like, oh, study for this MCAT so I can score well enough to apply. And I, I did that. I, I, you know, finished it. And mm-hmm. now all those like study habits that I gained over the past four months, I'm not doing that anymore. Right. And like, I mm-hmm. kind of threw out that entire system out the window because it, its purpose is done. But while you know while i don't technically need it those skills were important like i want to learn more like that part was fun to just like sit down and learn and like you know study and uh, understand new concepts that i didn't have or even if i had an idea about it to strengthen those concepts over time right so um i find that with goal setting you have to be very careful because it happens to a lot of people like you know they want to run a marathon they do it and then they just like get fat afterwards right Mm-hmm, I've mm-hmm. done that multiple times. It's like, oh, my goal weight is like 150, whatever. I do that, and then I get back to like where I started. Mm-hmm. So in the in the long, you know, long game of things, it seems to be uh, limiting to think in minor. Like I, I think, like maybe we should look at things in like uh, a lifestyle, maybe or something mm-hmm, that's very mm-hmm. sustainable, long term, 25, 50 years, you know, and something that you know maybe like these goals are just stepping stones towards that overall overarching purpose if you want to call it that no for sure for sure i think you use the right word there sustainability like you if you're cramming to do something uh you're probably not enjoying the process and i've been told this so many times by like so many different people now at at this point in my life like and not even by guys that are like that much older than me but Mm. it's just like over and over again i'm hearing like you have to learn to be humble and enjoy the process Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I'm there uh, maturity level wise, but like, I hate working. I, I just want to, mm-hmm. I just, I just want to like sleep. Hey man, at and, least you're honest, dude. <laughs> yeah. But and I think that this goes back to like trying to break out of this like nine to five mindset, but I hate working. Like I, I, I don't want to do it, but I know that if I'm ever going to achieve any of the goals that I create ever in my life, I have to put in work. I think another thing is like David Goggins talks about this a lot. And on his, like on one of the Rogan podcasts, he says like, if you do something that you don't want to do every single day, mm. over time, your brain's going to be like, Oh, okay. So we're going to do this now, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, okay. So we're just going to do this. All right. Like uh, there's the resistance goes down after a while. Cause it knows that there's no escape, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, we have to do it. So like, even if it sucks, like waking up and going for a run sucks, dude. Like my knees hurt, you know, my back hurts. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, after 15 minutes, it feels pretty good. You get the runners mm-hmm. high or whatever, but I'm like, is it really worth it? You know, mm-hmm. my ankles are all weird. <laughs> They're looking weird, you know. Bro, you got to start rolling out and stuff. Do stretches. I got to do a lot of things, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I got to take hey. a lot of notes, man. <laughs> Make your list and start crossing it off. Yeah, honestly, man, like this entire year has been like a, a weird year for me and a, lot been a of, weird year uh, for everybody that's true yeah Can't this is be. a novel experience for a lot of people like clearly like look look at the way half the planet is acting right like yeah. i i don't i don't mean to to bring it back up especially because a lot of people are just trying to forget about the COVID? experiences of the year yeah but like what ontario broke 400 cases today 401 cases? i saw that yeah it's crazy yeah dude. like <laughs> People are talking about this disappearing by by, by fall, the 4th right? of July. No, oh. like at the very beginning of the year, like people were not taking this seriously. And 
and that well didn't they the say experience. something like once the heat comes by because it was like winter they were like oh yeah once the heat comes by i heard a lot of politicians talking about that a bunch of dumb utes is what they were <laughs> like i don't understand <laughs> i don't know like i don't even know which co- like maybe new zealand is like one country that did it properly you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and like like compliance and i not to get too much into politics and and because like everyone's talking about this anyway mm. but like you know this compliance with like masks and whatnot like yeah your people are like yeah, you're infringing in my and this is not just in the states this this is happening in, in canada as well where there's like anti-mask <laughs> no, we're just coffee cats, and bro. stuff like that we're you know? literally just coffee cats like like out in edmonton i saw one on reddit and then like i'm like okay man all you have to do is like put a little little barrier around your face. <laughs> like, I don't know, man. Is this really infringing on your civil liberties? No, because they they've all signed the the social contract already, right? You you don't get to have all of these nice things and live in society unless you play by a set of rules that lets society be, mm-hmm. right? If the government is in some ways responsible for you. And because they are in some ways responsible for you and we give them like this power over us in some ways they can tell us what to do especially if i believe those ways benefit us as a society you know like if dude are you a sheep <laughs> bruh <laughs> are you a sheeple <laughs> i seen some post on six buzz today about oh my like God. some some guy was saying oh it's like 400 cases but how many deaths Failing to realize that these 400 uh, cases, like a significant portion of these people will probably have medium to long-term health issues. And the fact of the matter is we don't even know what this is yet, right? Like Not we really. don't even understand. My uh, close friend of mine got it, mm-hmm. right? And then I was talking to him and um, he was saying like the first, like the tightness and it's just like the, the, when he first explained his symptoms, because I had primary contact with him. So I got tested for it and I thankfully ended up being negative. Yeah, and um yeah that was pretty nice having getting the text from the government okay. <laughs> i was like i'm in the clear boys uh, <laughs> you flex on your friend eh? You're like... <laughs> <laughs> i i took a screenshot <laughs> uh no but he was telling me about the symptoms and he was like yeah like for him it was a little mild but at the same time you don't want to go through it right like so he was saying mm-hmm. like he had diarrhea for a day and he had like um like a lot of like mild headaches he had like fever tightness in his chest just overall feeling like shit all day you know mm-hmm. so Typical, like flu whatever symptoms yeah and then he lost the sense of uh smell and taste which was like you know that's not flu like mm-hmm. but it happened and he like i don't want to i want to taste food dude you know like you know i want to taste my coffee so these symptoms that you know people i guess i understand at the end of the day we're all human and you want social interactions and you want to go back to things that you know uh back to normal yeah and for some people they can't even afford to not work some people can't afford to like not yeah be outside yeah. and you know, i feel for them 100 percent, you know um but at the same time like if i don't have to be in the situation like for example going to the gym right now right mm-hmm. i think like i can do some fitness like some exercise at home or like outside running and stuff like that that can while the weather's still warm ish Mm-hmm. you know i can still get the same benefit or not similar benefits for my mental health and whatnot and my physical health without putting my family or myself at risk of catching the virus right mm. so it's like little things like that and like people being responsible for their actions i think like that if every single individual 
lives up to that expectation, then we can have like a pretty functional society, right? And we can have a society that can, you know, unite and go against this virus together rather than some people being responsible, some people being irresponsible about it. And, and it, it is obviously very difficult for everybody to be cognizant about their actions, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. My, my biggest worry is, are these like long-term consequences, right? Like, what are you thinking about? I'm thinking about the cost on the medical system, right? Mm. So let's say we have, let's say that this thing does end up being like a lifelong disease, mm. whatever, right? Like uh, so far people have been experiencing symptoms up to like six months later, but let's say that there are longer term implications. What does this come out to in a dollar cost? For that plus like, not just that the, the, the situations that were created because of it, like the medical expenses for sure. Mm-hmm. was like a huge part of it but like it's economic turmoil in terms of just like what it did to like businesses what it did to like all these different activities like you know concerts aren't a thing anymore right <laughs> like uh in calgary there's like the stampede that brings in like a oh yeah know, you know quite a few million dollars every year for those mm-hmm. two weeks of time and it's just it's good for the city to have that kind of attraction and money in and it's not just the stampede itself, but all the other businesses around the city flourishes as well at that time. This year, mm. we didn't have that. Like I was talking to a couple of Uber drivers and they were telling me like that week, that week of stampede, those 10 days, it's like the most profitable time mm-hmm. for Uber drivers as well, right? And that got clinched away from them because of the virus, right? And you know, rightfully so, it would have been irresponsible to have that um, you know, uh, stampede festival going on in the long run, right? It, it probably would have cost more than you know what it would have made so yeah man it's a it's a difficult situation i don't even know what the solutions are I, like you can't like I, I wouldn't know right the solutions i don't know uh, short of like a totalitarian lockdown not that many maybe if everyone was responsible and stuff like that sure. but then you'd, ha- you'd have to have every single person comply yeah. that's a lot of people man it's a lot of people it's a lot, a lot of people, people. The scale in which you're operating right now is kind of, uh, it's kind of big, kind of like, large. I think Canada is what 32 million people, 37 yeah. million. I haven't checked the recent numbers, but from memory, I remember 32 million. So the state is like ten times that. Yeah, they're like 350 or something. So that's a lot of people. Even if there's like one percent of people <laughs> that are like not compliant, mm-hmm. that's a lot of people, dude. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that you only need that one person to spread that virus, right? That's that's an issue with the virus as well. Oh well, oh, well, not much we can do from the comfort of our homes. Like we can, <laughs> we, can we can just speculate, out. and we're just like yeah, we're yeah. just like ESPN analysts right now. You know, <laughs> we don't know anything. <laughs> we're just we're just we're just talking out of our behinds, right? Mm-hmm. So like we should just leave that all that to the the experts. We're just morons when it comes to this. You know, just like. Mm-hmm live up to our own personal responsibilities and that's all we can do you know yeah so anyway man yeah like this time it's been it's been weird for me mm-hmm. so i'm just trying to like put my house together i guess if that's like a good euphemism to use well how's that going like what have you been doing well a lot of it is just like putting up my own schedules, like coming out of university, 
well, quite a few changes happened, right? Like one thing I realized is like friendships are a little bit more different now, especially since I moved out west. Um, I don't really have that many friends out here. Mm-hmm. And that's been something that has been very difficult for me to kind of dabble with because I've always been surrounded by people. And mm-hmm. given the situation of COVID, it's also not the most opportune time to go out and meet people, you know? It's not opportune, but you still can. Like, I'm sure you still see mm-hmm. people, right? Like, I'm trying to reconcile that in my own head. Like, I, I'm trying to be less in my head mm-hmm. and, and exist more in my body you know like go out there and say hi and hello to people that maybe look cool or or that i find attractive or whatever mm-hmm. that's uh, important man that that's like I what creates so. like connections and opportunities are everywhere they're lurking literally right around every corner but uh i've been weighing the pros and cons against it and like for a while i was out and about doing stuff like with my mask on you know talking to people and be like hey why don't you have a mask on what's random shit shooting the shit seeing what people say how they react mm-hmm. uh what i bring out in people um, but now, now I'm not really sure about how to operate. Like I gotta, I gotta pull back and reevaluate some things and then move forward. Maybe I'll just start meeting people on random discord servers or something. Yeah. There's a lot of these like, uh, websites also like meetup.com. I think it's like a good one that you can find like-minded people in different communities. Like, mm-hmm. I think since I am, I, I don't have anything lined up for the next year or so or anything that's super immediate. I think maybe it's a good time to like dive into different hobbies that are social as well. Mm-hmm. And like that way I'll meet people within that community. Right. Like there's a lot of things that I still don't know. Right. There's more things, uh, you know, that I don't know than things that I already know. Right. So it's important for me to just like step out of my comfort zone and experience more of that, of like eat more humble pie, do things that I am really bad at at the moment, you know, and get better at those things. So I'm trying to like figure those things out. Um, last time we spoke, I, t- I talked to you about meditation, right? And that's been a good change in my life. And I, re- I know I recommended that app to you by Sam Harris. Yeah. Yeah. I just, uh, picked it up the first 28 days. How are you feeling? Pretty good about it. Like, honestly, it was a very, it was a better experience than I was expecting it to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a lot more guided. Um, and I think he does open up a lot more doors than uh, more beginner apps mm-hmm. would make available. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe I'm I'm looking to move away from this guided app experience and and learn to do it just on my own. You know, just mm-hmm. exactly. That's like mastering the skill itself, so that you don't need someone in your head telling you how to do it. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I find that I rely on him a lot more than I want to like I'll I'll uh, catch myself thinking and then I'll just let it run until he interrupts me sometimes uh, so just getting over it and having to do it by myself will hopefully instantiate a new skill in me but I do find that I'm becoming mindful in just my day-to-day activities a lot more often like if I'm if I'm doing something physical and i find myself like needing to catch my breath or something more often Mm -hmm. uh that feeling of mindfulness returns and all of a sudden i'm able to calm down and 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 push myself a little bit further or or whatever i think i've been noticing it more with music mm -hmm. when i listen to music now i'm like noticing new sounds that i didn't really notice before because 
it didn't maybe I might be like I don't know my headphones are still the same <laughs> <laughs> like but I think it really like, paying attention to all the sensory information that's coming in is like kind of life-changing I think because what are we missing out on then right like if you're always in your head you were de- definitely missing out on a lot of information that's nearby but you just it just goes under your nose all the time right mm-hmm. smells for example or like whatever like when you look at colors or art or whatever like it mm-hmm. definitely brings in more value if you're paying attention to it as it's coming on one of the sessions with sam harris like out of the 28 days was like insane for me i, I ended up like crying for some reason i'll but, say word yeah it was like a very deep spiritual trip mm-hmm. those 10 minutes but it was like one of those ones where we were snapping and he was like oh pay attention to like the observer right mm-hmm. And then who was actually doing the observing? And then I just kept do- doing that over and over again with my eyes open. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of like, it was very lucid, you know? Yeah. During that time. And I felt like everything else was lost. And I was just within that. It was just his voice and that snapping sound and my, my, my consciousness, I guess, right? And everything became this overarching like fabric i guess of like where mm. um of who i was and all my thoughts and all my feelings and everything was existing within that so maybe that is what that maybe that's how i would describe consciousness like this fabric that holds everything else that you're thinking about and that you're experiencing in mm-hmm. um and it was pretty liberating to for the, at least for those 10 minutes to let go of all expectations and let go of all everything that was running through my mind you know, like sometimes memories are difficult to um, part with, you know, whether they're nostalgic or whether they're like hurtful or whatever the case may be. It's difficult. Get up at three o'clock in the morning. Remember that time you wet yourself in the second <laughs> yeah, 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 I remember. I know. I know. Yeah, I still, I still have nightmares about that sometimes, man. <laughs> <laughs> I sold my pants back in uh, second grade, yeah. I did too. My uh, my teacher wouldn't let me go to the bathroom, so I just I looked her dead straight in the eyes and I let go. You <laughs> <laughs> have to send me home. They gave me like different clothes and everything. Yeah, bro. they sent me home too, man. <laughs> <laughs> they call my parents. They're like, "Hey, oh, man, shit, your, your your child can't uh, follow." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how they trust kids so much. <laughs> you know. Uh, but yeah man like going back to it like it felt uh it felt like like that introspection was necessary because it's like that inner speaker it amplifies whatever you're feeling inside and then if you're feeling a funky or if you're feeling a certain type of way there's a reason why you're feeling like that you know Mm -hmm. if you can pinpoint that reason if you can write it down it's easier to let it go than to like constantly berate yourself and overplay ideas that do not exist in your head over and over and over again right like Either either you're nostalgic because nostalgia seems to be a really potent drug for me. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe because the present isn't as pleasurable as I as it can be, right? Mm-hmm. In my head and or in my in my, in my perception. And so I'm holding on to these nostalgic times from like my undergrad, from before my undergrad, all these like weird things that I'm playing in my head every morning, right? So one good thing that's coming out of this is like I'm catching more of that, like in the morning when I'm like in like in that mid sleep, mid you know dream state. And I'm feeling those feelings, I have to catch myself like, hey, like you're literally lying in bed right now, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like these things are not happening, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't know, like overall, everything seems like it's in a muck for me and I need to 
be well, I need to be positive and I need to keep moving forward, man. Can't be Mr. Poopy Pants about it, you know. Yeah, no more Mr. Poopy Pants. <laughs> no more Mr. Dude? Poopy Pants, dude. That was me in grade two. <laughs> <laughs> that was me in grade two, and that's me now. So I, I really need to like come out of that shell of, you know. And maybe it has to do with like man, this sounds like a a freaking uh, therapy session for me, but like Yeah, let it all go, D. I'm here to listen. <laughs> Yeah, I guess that's good for good for me. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe it has to do with also like getting away from all this information too. Like sometimes all like the mm-hmm. news and the coronavirus and all this, all this, all these things can be petrifying, right? Like you're just kind of stuck in this thing. Like you see this, you see this. Uh, you open up your phone and you're on Instagram. And you're just like bombarded with so much, so much information, so much content, dude. Yeah, it's and, just from every which way, like. You see some dude dancing, some girl posing off, mm-hmm. some news about some shooting, just too much content comes at you. Some form that. of injustice is taking place, some form yeah. of like um, you know, like and and all that all that does is like it just takes up space in your head, you know? Mm-hmm. And we only have so much bandwidth, I guess, right? Like that you can spend on you know. So I, I, I want to pinpoint what like I want to change my relationships with like food with like, you know, all these pleasurable activities, like scrolling my phone or going through Reddit for like two and a half hours. Like, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's like, is it really an unstoppable compulsive behavior? Cause sometimes I'll just pick up my phone for, for no reason. Yeah. And yeah. I'll tap on it. And like, it's just fun to now. Same dude. I, you know? Look, I guarantee you more people, well, more people in the Western world, mm-hmm. uh, understand what you're saying than those who don't um but here i will interject with a quote from socrates all right Uh, let's go philosophy about just about uh the only way to actually attain liberty and freedom Mm -hmm. is through self-mastery and Mm. that requires you to intentionally put shackles on yourself right this frees you from these indulgent shackles Mm -hmm. that you might have and puts other ones that you decide onto yourself and that's really the only way to be free to to have that like serene it's like that jocko willing thing where it's like discipline equals freedom yeah yeah and i like it it sounds counterintuitive because you're like what (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) like discipline equals freedom but it's true like you free yourself from your mind and like you're you know and i think in stoicism too like i've been i know you've been reading up on that as well um Mm -hmm. and i've been reading up on that as much as i can like i was thinking of getting like the word good like tatted on my forearm or something you know Mm -hmm. because in in stoicism it says like whatever happens to you good like Mm -hmm. this is an opportunity to get better this is an opportunity to learn from right there's no mistakes in life only lessons right mm. and also goes into i forget what i read this but it says like the worst vice is the lack of self-discipline mm. you know and that's something to entertain for sure because there's so many different things that you can do and there's so many different ways you can acquire temporary gratification instant gratification nowadays yeah especially yeah. on your phone we are the app generation dude yeah and i think it's like doing something to our brains man because like 
if I try to go back to a time where I didn't have a phone and where I wasn't keeping everyone updated with my life, mm-hmm. that was a long time ago. Right. And it must what, have been what, like 10, 12 years now, right? Yeah. And what was I doing during that time? Like, was I just keeping my thoughts to myself and was I just living my life as if no one cared? Like, I don't know. Bro, I remember the last time I was genuinely bored. I'm, it must have been like grade five that summer going to grade six. Like, I didn't really have my own computer. I didn't have my own phone. There was nothing on TV. And it was like, you know, you're home for like two or three or four months or whatever, something like that, two months. Mm-hmm. And I'm just sitting on my couch upside down, just like staring at the ceiling. And I just remember thinking like, is this what the rest of my life is going to be like? Mm. But I don't think I've had that same feeling of genuine boredom since then. And that must have been like, that was 13 years ago. I'm trying to think right now too, to like a time before. So I mean, like the earliest form of gratification that I got was like, from the internet was probably like MSN messenger or whatever. Oh, bro. You know, yeah. like the, the blink and orange light. <laughs> <laughs> when you, whenever you see that, it's like you get excited and then you can send like widgets and stuff like that to your friends or like those weird emojis, whatever they're mm-hmm. called. Um, and that was like, it was really cool that we could do that and we could have like, we could call people and stuff like that. Like really, really early uh, messenger. This is like going back to MySpace, mm-hmm. uh, I guess. Um, and then, I think now it's just so much easier to just like post something on Instagram and then like getting likes from it and then the likes itself. It's it, what does it represent? Is it, is it like, are these people, do these people like Mike? Like, do they like me? They're interacting. Right? With the content. Yeah. That's like, all it means. like <laughs> are they just double tapping on their phone? And that's all that is. Right. Like, but you were interpreting it as like, Oh, look at these numbers, dog. <laughs> like, Look mm-hmm. at look at how many people are watching my content, right? Like, look at all these like statistics, and I don't know, I don't know how healthy that is in the long run. Like, it's it's definitely draining mentally to be there all the time. For sure, for sure. I think if you're an artist, if you're someone who's creating for a living, um, it's important to separate yourself from the art that you create. Uh, how how do you do that though? Like on the internet you have to identify more with the thing that isn't the art. So I guess the inner artist within you, Mm -hmm. the thing that's doing the creating Mm -hmm. is the thing that you identify with, but the creations themselves, what other people think of them, that's not really important. Not in the long run, really. Right. Cause you, you could make the best podcast series Mm -hmm. to ever grace humanity. Mm-hmm. in your lifetime mm-hmm. uh and not receive any, any recognition yeah. yeah right and then like in 300 years someone will be like sorting podcasts by century or something like that and they'll find this one and they'll they'll play and like oh shit this shit's good and then they'll put it on their stream or whatever and then that'll gain traction True. Like, all of a sudden, I, I would never know the impact of this yeah. art form you yeah. know well it's kind of like ridding yourself of expectation like of the outcome of the art itself or like of the action itself and then just like doing it for the sake of creating and for the sake Mm -hmm. of like you know the process like uh, coming back to that idea of like marrying yourself to the process rather than the outcome Mm -hmm. exactly that's really interesting because like you know like someone like marcus aurelius who was a roman emperor and he wrote um meditations 
Mm-hmm. Like no one picked it up until later on, you know, after mm-hmm. his death. So these books were found after his death and like it was never meant for publications. It was just like his personal diary. His personal diary. Damn. You know, he was just like, he was like journaling, dude. That's all he was doing. Is this an invasion of privacy? Like, I mean, he's dead though. I don't know how, <laughs> I don't know what kind of repercussions they can have for a man yeah. like that. And it, and it definitely benefited a lot of people afterwards, right? Orwell mm-hmm. didn't really acquire any form of status or like fame until he died. Right. Mm-hmm. Like we read 1984 today and we're like, wow, this is like visionary, but, Dude wrote it in like the, I believe in the 40s, right? Mm. And no one cared. <laughs> They're just like, whatever. And and that seems to be the case with us, with some artists, you know, for, maybe for most artists, right? Like not everyone rises to that fandom or fame while they're still around. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's like a really big fear I have, actually. Uh, what's what's like, the fear? In terms of actually creating, like I, some part of me desperately wants recognition for the the things that i've done or am doing you know like i still have not learned how to separate the within myself at least the artist from the artwork like it, listening to all this stuff for example about like kanye west right like i can go back and listen to like his whole discography mm-hmm. and be like yo this shit bumps but then i can look at him now and and then form my own opinions right like i i can separate the artist and the artwork that they created when it's external to me but when it's something that i create it's like personal like for some reason i'm mm-hmm. i'm thinking like oh this is a part of me and and if someone else doesn't like it that means they don't like me and blah 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 but i don't know if that's true it's just an intuition i have and but i think a lot what? of like artists feel like i would i would say personally like whatever art form that you do whether it be coding or whether it be music i don't know poetry Parts of it is not parts of it. A lot of it is influenced from your own personal um, like life experiences, right? The way you play, like if you look at Hendrix, right? Mm. And the way, Hen- like, yes, you can separate Hendrix from the art, but you can't really do that because the way Hendrix played for his like short period of like, you know, his five-year career or whatever, mm-hmm. that's the way at the age of 27, like he reinvented the, the way to play guitar. So like whenever people, like the way he was playing guitar was like something people have never tried before him, you know? He drew influences from like different R&B musicians at the time, but like, you know, and like rock music, but it wasn't like really, he defined that, that style of playing guitar, right? It was a very psychedelic style of playing guitar that he started off, right? Mm -hmm. So when you think about Hendrix, you think about the person because he was, you know, uh, very, like his music really represented his uh, mindset, right? And his personality. Mm -hmm. So when you look at a person like that, it is kind of difficult to see separate the intention and the art and the person and the art, you know? And it kind of like becomes one thing. But I think for, but I also understand what you're trying to say because the art and the artist are separate. They're two different things, right? Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like it's like the lines get blurry when it comes down to our own personal experiences because you're channeling that feeling because it's coming, it's it's like vectors of, ideas are like vectors that are coming through you and it's becoming this thing. So at a certain Mm -hmm. point, it had contact with you right mm-hmm. so it, it is a difficult thing to do to like not um put your self-worth on your art as well you know i don't know i i think a lot of the greats that exist have 
been very good at separating themselves and they just produce on mass mm-hmm. and then what sticks sticks yeah i guess we have to get better at that too overall yeah. like i recently po- uh, posted like this thing on uh instagram i was like mm-hmm. i recorded like this ukulele song that i was singing mm-hmm. uh, it was a cover and i got like 18 likes and i was like damn my music ain't bumping you know but when i post a <laughs> selfie and it gets like way more likes i was like okay like that's kind of i'm kind of confused about it right but mm-hmm. then i shut that i shut that down because like what am i talking about i'm just gonna keep mm-hmm. dropping music because that's what i like doing mm-hmm. you know so maybe i should just post it and not get notifications for anything you know hey more power to you right. i mean going back to it what do the notifications do for you give me that rush dude like give you that little hit of dopamine yeah it's like it's like cocaine it is like cocaine yeah i can't it's, it's better <laughs> but. no in all honesty like that when you like refresh that page on the, the notification page and it's like you see it reloading i know um, you're just hovering over your phone just pulling down on it hoping to refresh yeah, get a couple more yeah likes like, please please you're like lord <laughs> the divine gods <laughs> give me exposure you know give me likes and it like and then we have a whole generation of kids growing up you know uh, placing their self-worth on the amount of likes that they get and the amount of people that interact with them throughout through using this medium right so yeah like it is it is a difficult thing to like come by but maybe i need to do like a detox man and just like get away from all this i did it for like three months last year and it was great for me mm-hmm. so like maybe like long term maybe like i should just post my podcast on it or maybe i should just open up like a separate podcast page for this podcast and then just do that that sounds like a good idea i mean it's up to you mm-hmm. we'll see man so what else have you been up to, man, since the last time we spoke? Uh, well, I started my philosophy master's, so I'm just slugging my way through that right now. So tell me some... about that, yo. Uh, I am currently enrolled in two separate classes. Uh, one of them is called optimization, which looks at the nature of optimization and, and how it manifests itself in different fields. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the second one is the philosophy of quantum theory. Uh, and so far, I haven't really read much philosophy on, on that second topic. It's more just been like science papers. But uh, the universe makes no sense. <laughs> I've, I've come to realize. I, I knew that already. Now, like a physical part of it makes no sense. Um, which for a little bit was kind of scary. Like... I remember telling my mom this and she looked at me and she's like, how can you study something like that? <laughs> right? Like, like with fear in her eyes, she looked at me and said that. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't really know. Like, I'm just reading it. I, I'm not putting that much thought into it yet. But I don't know. Like Richard Feynman, one of the, the pioneers in, in the field, was a real jovial guy. Like you can, you can see him giving lectures and he's, he's cracking jokes the whole time and people are engaged in his mm. lectures about quantum physics um so maybe that's where my aspirations are you know like to get to that level of charisma about something maybe Mm -hmm. but uh 
but so far school is just school like i don't really know what i'm i'm pushing forward for here i know that i want to become a lot sharper with my words and my thoughts but what would you say is like the biggest difference between like your undergrad and now because now it's like a whole another realm that you're just kind of dipping your toe into right mm-hmm. uh well this one definitely has more of a professional sense uh like i'm does it feel more purposeful yes and no uh once once again because this is like a little bit more of a professional setting like people will call you out for for saying stupid shit in class like philosophy majors are notorious for this like if you say something and it doesn't jive with with them in some way shape or form like they will call you out on it and then you will have to explain mm-hmm. why you said what you said um and so that is a little bit different from maybe my earlier years like in my undergrad mm-hmm. maybe not so much in my later years when i was having classes with graduate students um but now it's a lot less directed i have a lot more freedom time to myself yeah mm-hmm. yeah where it's like okay, I have to have a thesis done and I have to make sure that my bio is up on the website and and all this stuff. And no one's really checking in on me. Not yet. Like, I don't even really have an advisor yet. I have a, I have a pro tip advisor, but I don't have like an official one that I went out and looked for. Mm-hmm. Um, but all this stuff has to get done in order for me to graduate. Um, and it's a lot more complicated than anything that I did in my undergrad program i think it's good to give yourself these challenges because uh, like you said it does translate more onto the real world um mm-hmm. you know and if if work has more purpose and if work is like something that you know like we need to do difficult things you know and i was mm-hmm. thinking about that i was like yeah we do like it it builds character it builds like who you are as a person if you have obstacles along the way right if you don't have that then you're just like you can drift for a long period of time and just coast, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that seems to, uh, seems to me like the end of growth, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm really, in a weird way, I'm kind of glad that you're going, going through like these hardships. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's for your two things. <laughs> <laughs> you care. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. No, I mean, obviously, man, like it's, it's good for, uh, for us to have these exposures because like, from my understanding now, like the campus undergrad life was very different from real life. And mm-hmm. that, that's like living in that bubble. And now you're out of the bubble and you're like, Oh, wait a minute. Like I have responsibilities. Like I gotta, you know, Bruh, I learned all that during my co-ops and stuff. This is just like, right. Co-ops kind of like a, that taste of like real, real yeah, life. Co-ops are that like, taste. But now, like if I, if I don't maintain an average, I don't get paid. Like that's how this works. Mm, so your livelihood depends on your performance. Yeah. My yeah. livelihood depends on me being able to read texts and then come up with novel content. And do you think your reading has gotten better? Hell no. I've been reading <laughs> this same paper uh, which by Charles Mills. Great paper. It's about, um, ideal theory as an ideology it's about mm-hmm. optimization methodology and ethics great paper i highly recommend it to anyone who's interested in the field of ethics and learning more about um the movement mm-hmm. to incorporate oppressed individuals in the realm of philosophy and, and in the discussion mm-hmm. um so really fascinating i've been reading this paper 
uh, for like the last four days. And I'm, I'm trying to write my own paper about this one. Uh, and I'm just not happy with anything that I put down. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, I was going to say something else about reading, reading is pretty difficult, man. Yeah. Read- <laughs> <laughs> you know you don't got to tell me that twice like i I, coming from especially a place where my parents don't even speak like proper english like they're i said this before like they're caribbean like they're our english Mm. is broken at home and stuff like that like i never really noticed a, a barrier and i still don't know if this is real or a fabrication in my head and maybe it's just like my lack of experience man reading takes forever so i, I really want to get way better at that like i say that all the time like i don't know how to read mm-hmm. and it's a joke but it's also the truth like reading difficult texts and parsing through it is a goal that i have for my life at least that that's a very solid goal that i have like, i mean like saying, i think you like undermine yourself a lot man i think well, maybe yeah i think that's smarter, part of my personality smarter guys i know man especially in the field of like reading things and like understanding especially like people need to understand the magnitude of what you're reading because reading a scientific paper and reading like a a philosophical or like an arts paper is very different you know Mm. and uh i found it in my case like reading scientific papers are much easier than reading like a philosophical text because you probably need way more critical thinking like obviously reading a scientific paper you need critical thinking too like to analyze things but it's more logical and more um you're not using the same part of the brain you know Mm-hmm. when you're when you're under, trying to understand that but when you're reading like a philosophical text it's depending on the interpretation like a lot of a lot, there are a lot of variables when you're reading it right and you have to be able to understand what you're reading you know at a better degree so that you can also synthesize that knowledge into something that you can explain or like explain to yourself or other people right and that part of it that knowledge synthesis part of it is difficult i think more difficult with uh philosophical texts when compared to like scientific like no like science papers because uh those hard sciences it's a lot of a lot of things are quantitative and like the conclusions are easier to understand at least in my case because maybe i have had that science spectrum Mm -hmm. but for me like philosophical texts it's like okay like i have to actually absorb the words and understand what is going on here you know Mm. i think i think with all academic readings um they all have a base level of like inaccessibility where if you're new to a field, you're just not going to have mm-hmm. a lot of fun doing these readings. Um, but the more practice you have, right? Like you're relatively practiced in reading scientific papers. So maybe that's why they come a little bit easier to you. I'm sure if you put in a couple months, years into reading philosophy papers, they'd be more like second nature. And even then, this idea of having to read and reread and then parse through information and and making sure that this word means what you think it means uh yes yeah yeah that it's a huge part of my time where i'm like okay does this sentence there's no way the sentence means what i'm reading as it it means right like i have to go back and check so do you like words. research while you're reading then like while you're reading it like do you like as i'm going through yeah yeah i, I have three monitors like? in front of me dude oh, okay. like yeah I, I have i have my notes on one screen i have the text on another screen and i got google open on the other one uh just to make sure that 
I'm not wasting time <laughs> just like yeah, switching man. back and forth between tabs. I have like two monitors, but one of the monitors is just a picture of me <laughs> wearing a just crown. Just staring back at yourself. Yeah, it's me at the age of 16 wearing a paper crown. So I can remind myself of the king that I'm not. <laughs> but it is that is true though. That, that's what the picture is on my on my desktop. Mm-hmm. But it's because like the I don't have space on my uh on my desk, so the the monitor sits like horizontally. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And like sorry, vertically. Like it's on it's on. You the, don't like the orientation, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I don't really end up using the monitor. It just it just sucks up energy, and it's just a picture of me. <laughs> so. Bruh. If, can, if you ever walk into like a, a tech startup, you're going to see a bunch of DevOps and, and developers and stuff like that. That's how they, they rock their setups. They got. Yeah, it's really cool. It's like yeah. the, the portrait ones, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you just got to adopt the mindset. It's useful for something. You just got to figure out what. Yeah, I think I, I probably, I'm probably due for like a organization day for everything that I have, like getting rid of the old stuff and cleaning up my, my boards and everything else. Mm-hmm. That should be part of like the next chapter, right? Let this thing. Yeah, this I mean, you go. got a whole year. You got a whole year to to organize all this stuff. One more year. Let's see what happens, right? One more year. <laughs> hey, no. it'll, it'll go by before you can say happy birthday. Yeah, let's hope so, man. And mm-hmm. I think I, I mean I, I just wanna I don't want you know count the I don't want to count the years I want the years to count, right? So mm-hmm. like. Let's see. Let's just make the most out of the squeeze, squeeze everything out of life, you know, as much as, as much as we can. And I think we're, we're in a really good position to do so, even though right now this provisional existence might not seem like it. And, you know, so just like pushing through that should be, at least in my case, that should be the goal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We'll see, man. We'll see a lot of, a lot of interesting things happening in the world right now. And a lot of, uh, interesting things happening in my life right now too i think gotta change your perception man no more mr poopy pants i just gotta maybe i should get the tattoo <laughs> <laughs> should be a symbol no poop no <laughs> <pants>. <laughs> god yeah it, it, it's just like like reading more has been helpful like i've been reading a lot more now and because mm-hmm. i have found time so just reading more japanese literature reading more you know russian literature it's kind of cool, man. People are really writers. Like these authors are really great at transferring their ideas, you know, and creating mm-hmm. something out of, out of their head. You know, like it's pretty interesting that you can do that. It's crazy. They were possessed by, uh, by the muses and it came to them. As they should say, go back man. and read some, uh, some of the Odyssey or the Iliad or whatever. Dude, I literally have both of those books on my shelf right now. Like, yeah. uh, you know, I got the Iliad right here. See that? Yeah. And then I got the Odyssey right here. The story of Odysseus is, is amazing. actually amazing. Yeah. It's, one, actually it's, it's amazing. my favorite Greek myth, probably, after Hercules, I think. Because hmm. uh, Odysseus is, has always been like that sneaky character, right? Mm-hmm. And like the trickster character. And it's really cool to see, like, you know, all these other tra- tragedies happen to these other figures in Greek mythology, but the Odyssey was kind of cool. Like, it was just like a journey. Mm. And, like, hey, he man, gets... that, the whole thing's a tragedy, but he perseveres. I think that's what makes it such a beautiful, mm. like, it's genuinely the hero's arc, like, the whole way through. 
Yeah, and he doesn't die. That's the cool, that's the yeah, cool part of it. Bro, back. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Hello. Oh, sorry. My bad guy. I mean, it's a couple thousand years old. Read it. Like, <laughs> you know, it's a few thousand years now. Just pick it up. Watch a movie. Listen to a podcast. I don't know. <laughs> Learn about <Watch> it. <laughs> Honestly, dude. <laughs> so, like, uh, the Iliad has, like, a you know different ending. and Because mm-hmm. uh, the Odyssey follows the Iliad, right? So... And then, like, was I, my friend was telling me like Homer wasn't like one person? It was like a like a lot of different people. Uh, maybe I have no idea. Like, it's a collection of texts, apparently. Uh, I've heard other things. Like, I've heard speculations about him not even being necessarily Greek, but like from like a neighboring nation being incorporated into greece or whatever like i've heard a bunch of different stories so i don't know what to believe it's a lot like shakespeare right mm-hmm. but i mean there's physical proof of like shakespeare existing right like or does he does he is there not like doesn't he have a grief cider or i have no idea but i do know that people have said that like shakespeare was a a copier a copycat like i've heard that as well yeah but, uh i mean like even for that like you know he's still the, that literature still stands today right mm-hmm. after so long i mean a lot of those stories are just like there's commonalities right like between other stories as well like even the origin story of like you know greek mythology is very similar to the origin stories of a lot of different cultures mm-hmm. like the egyptians and whatnot and the romans or you know like so at the same time it makes sense why you know information probably passed along you know people traveled and you know, over time, it makes sense why these uh, origin stories would be very similar. You know, like Father Time and, you know, all these other ideas that are presented there. We had a lot of time to just look at the universe and make up our own stories. So we did. Mm-hmm. And then somehow that brought us to science. Isn't that weird? Science is pretty new, man. It's like only 500 years. Only 500 years. Yeah. I mean, co- compared to like religious myths and like everything else. Yeah. Yeah. It's fairly new. And that's why, like, I think I look at these religious texts and, like, I look at mythology and it almost, it seems poetic, right? A lot of the times. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it is poetry. Like, it's, I don't know. I don't know if taking things literally is the right way to do things. Uh, especially given these texts are, like, so old and, like, it's been passed on for generations and generations. Mm-hmm. Um, there's clearly metaphorical truths and there's clearly ways at least in my opinion obviously like different people are entitled to their own opinions uh, but there has to be well there's value in these stories for sure because they keep occurring over and over like the hero's journey the the trickster arc the whatever right the saving saving your family uh, all these different storylines or plot lines that keep uh, that are repeated across cultures right mm-hmm. so like there's clearly value in that but then like when you look at those stories from a scientific lens, I think you lose a lot of value because I don't, I don't know if you can really apply that same uh, techniques that you use to like, scrutinize science, to scrutinize literature like that, that is uh, before the era of science. Yeah, we, we definitely gained something and lost something with the coming of science. That's really interesting. Yeah, that is true. We did, like the Enlightenment did, like we did, we gained a lot, but we also lost a lot as well mm. you know damn dude yeah man well yo thank you for coming on the show 
I can feel I can feel the energy. I right love now, that. You know. Um. Yeah, man, I'm kind of hungry too right now. <laughs> All right. Yeah, me too. Actually, it's seven. It's seven o'clock here. What time is it over there for you? It's probably five. Yeah, five thirty. Yeah. Oh. We just did an hour, but it's always like this felt like a therapy session, man. So. Good. Good. On a, Get thank it you out. for this that. The journey, dude. Remember. Yeah, this is a very different episode. I think it was just like pretty, pretty personal, mm-hmm. vulnerable episode. But it is what it is, you know. Yeah, I might call it shrink sessions. <laughs> <laughs> I dig that. <laughs> you know, just like out of the blue, out of the blue episode, clearing my head. Sometimes it comes out. That's good. As it should, you know. Yeah. Hey, even oh. even Rogan cries on his podcast. Oh, I've been trying to cry, man. I don't know how you do that. <laughs> I haven't cried in a while. I gotta look, I gotta let that out. Well, maybe I should watch a movie or something tonight. Well, Pursuit of Happiness. Well, maybe. Yeah. The bathroom scene it gets me every time. You know. All right, man. All right, so I'll, I'll catch you later, man. Yes, sir. All right, peace out. Later. <laughs>